Arsenal legends Paul Merson, John O'Shea and Wes Brown are coming to Dublin. It's an exclusive off-air event, so if you want to be there, get on to offtheball.com forward slash events. Just Eat, the official food delivery partner of the UEFA Champions League. Football on Off The Ball With Sky Don't miss Brentford versus Nottingham Forest This Saturday Live only on Premier Sports This is News Talk Turning out to be quite the night In the Premier League Drama all over the place Including in North London Where it is Tottenham 1 Manchester United 2 On the hour mark United were 2-0 up at half time Goals from Jaden Sancho on 7 minutes And then Marcus Rashford Just before half time But Spurs Probably best we've seen from Spurs In quite a while At the start of the second half Managed to peg Manchester United back and they scored a brilliant goal Pedro Porro there was a real goal match scramble Spurs had a couple of chances it popped out to Porro and he hit a right foot of volley completely off balance and somehow managed to spin it into the top corner from about 10 yards out it was a brilliant finish from Porro United have nearly scored a third wonderful bit of skill from Bruno Fernandes on the edge of the area but then from just 6-7 yards out smashed the ball off the crossbar when really he had to score and it's end to end now at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium Spurs won Man Manchester United 2 United closing in on a place in the top 4 as are Newcastle United what a week it has been for Eddie Howe's side they lead Everton by 4 goals to 1 at Goodison Park Callum Wilson has scored 2 of them the second of his goals a wonderful curling effort from 25 yards out Joe Linton with a header as well that made it 3-0 uh, Dwight McNeil did pull one back for Everton with 10 minutes to go but straight away Alexander Isak off the bench dribbles his way through 5-6 players and lays it on a plate for Jacob Murphy to score and Newcastle leading by four goals to one and at the other end it is Southampton nil Bournemouth one Southampton had the ball in the net just a couple of moments ago they thought they'd equalise remember bottom of the table Southampton Che Adams had scored but it has been disallowed by VAR and the goal by Marcus Tavernier who since got off injured is going to give Bournemouth a priceless three points it seems that would then be almost safe you would feel and Southampton in deep deep trouble still one all still by the way between Rotherham and Cardiff City in their game now we keep an eye on them but we want to turn our attention to the Italian League because I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Daniela Fisichella the Italian football journalist how are you keeping Daniela? Hi all good hi Nathan uh, so this could be a historic weekend for Napoli looking at that Serie A table they are 17 points clear of Lazio at the top and for the first time since that Outstanding Diego Maradona inspired side of 1990 Napoli could be about to win Serie A for that to happen they need to beat Salernitana on Saturday and then hope Lazio drop points against Inter on Sunday really at this stage it's just a matter of time it is and actually as a little correction because the Italian FA has changed the kickoff time of the Napoli game due to reasons of public order so now they're going to play after Lazio yeah. they're going to play on Sunday at 3pm initially was scheduled for Saturday 3pm but due to public orders uh, potential issues uh, they asked for the game to play one day after but that obviously gives a big advantage to Napoli because they're gonna start the game knowing exactly what they need if Lazio drops point at Inter against uh, Milano against Inter uh, they might even need a draw if Lazio loses they just need a draw uh, to clinch the title if Lazio draws they need to beat Salernitana even by one goal margin that we do for them I feel this is going to be the day 
Napoli, Napoli are going to clinch it. It's, it, it is their title. Well, to be fair, it has been their title since January, uh, pretty much, since that demolition of Juventus. Uh, 5-1, Juventus went to the Maradona um, six points behind or five points behind Napoli. They got demolished and then Napoli really, from then on, uh, it looked it look, it look in their hands. And actually, it's quite uh, uh, remarkable that last weekend they beat Juventus in the very last minute with a goal from Raspadori and that basically uh, gives him the title so everything is ready for a historic celebration something that you know is nowhere near comparable to a Scudetto won by Inter by Milan by Juventus of course perhaps we can compare it to the Scudetto won by Lazio and Roma at the beginning of the notice but still it is it is a long way it is, it is historical a team from the south of Italy winning the winning the championship it's uh, yeah it's going to go down in history I love how it's now just known as the Maradona Yes, of course, of course. It's it's it, it is great that there is the uh, the the reference, of course. And you know, um, Napoli this year have been worth of uh, the great team of uh, of the nineties when Maradona was playing. Uh, let's put it uh, um, plainly: they've been the best side in Italy and in Europe for a large part of the mm. season. Definitely. Uh, in Europe, things didn't go their way. They got knocked down by Milan, but uh, they really impressed, especially across October, November, the group stage of the Champions League. They won this title in style, uh, not only by having the best attack in Serie A, not only by having the best defense in Serie A. Often, the team has got the best defense in Serie A wins the title, but they won it by playing good football, entertaining, scoring plenty of goals, uh, never really hanging on to leads and try to just defend. They went for it, home and away, and they've been, uh, they've been great. Uh, the level of organization that they've shown and also the level of entertainment and fantasy with players up front, the likes, of course, of Osimen and Cravascelia the best partnership in Italy that we've seen for a long, long time. One is the leading goal scorer in Serie A, Ossiman, 21 goals. The other one is the leading assist man in Serie A, Cravascelia, the Georgian. So, you know, was not to like uh, for this uh, Napoli side. Napoli have contended uh, several times over the last decade. They finished second on four occasions. They finished third last year. So this, it feels, has been coming. When you The way you describe the, the brilliance of their attacking football, I think neutrals all across Italy, all across Europe, have so much respect for what Luciano Spalletti has done with the way he's got this group of players, so many of them unheralded players who've gone elsewhere. It hasn't quite worked for them. What's the level of appreciation for this Napoli side within Italy? Great appreciation because, uh, as you mentioned rightly, Spalletti has been able to continue on the steps of his predecessors at Napoli, in particular the likes of Maurizio Sarri, who established a Napoli between the top two, top three in Italy and came very close to win the title in 2018, only missed it by one point against Juventus, of course. And they, he managed to give uh, Napoli uh, not only continuing the pedigree in the blueprint of playing attacking football, but also gave them more confidence. 
uh, perhaps an even better structure and the understanding of they can believe in their own uh, means. Napoli in the past had that their own pitfalls sometimes uh, they crumble in the decisive moments or they were uh, considered the, the nearly men of uh, Serie A, you know, receiving all the accolades but not uh, the trophy. And also the remarkable story of this Napoli side, this is a side that in the summer Everyone in Italy, me included, I have to say, thought they were much weaker compared to last season because they let go some of the best players. They let go Koulibaly to Chelsea, Lorenzo Insigne, the captain, free agent, Dries Mertens, who is the second top goal scorer in the history of Napoli. Again, another free agent, Fabian Ruiz, didn't want to be there. He joined PSG. And they brought very cleverly young players who are uh, quick, Uh, eager uh, to win uh, with a lot of enthusiasm, the likes of Kim Minjai, Kravashelia, of course, Ozyman, they have brought a couple of seasons ago, and this had his, his best season ever. So, you know, there is there are a lot of elements there, and of course, the, the work of Luciano Spalletti has been uh, remarkable, because uh, uh, he has given them really a real spirit, a real collective spirit, and a real identity uh, without uh, taking away uh, anything from their individual talent. What I like about Spalletti is that he has got a vision of football, but at the same time doesn't think his players need to act like robots and they need to follow precise instruction all the time. He leaves them the freedom to invent and to sort out the situation due to their talent. And though prepared the perfect environment for players young and willing to improve to do the best and that's what they did you're going to have to put words to these celebrations maybe as soon as Sunday night uh, just how wild is it going to get in Naples once this is confirmed Look, uh, today I read a, a piece of news coming from Naples, which I think it can give you a picture. For the next three, four days, up until Sunday afternoon, parking nearby hospitals or healthcare settings is going to be forbidden. Uh, because, hopefully, nothing wrong is going to happen, but because they think there are going to be so many people out in the streets, so many people are just gonna be out maybe for 24 hours running and obviously the public order issues are gonna be uh, key and that's why they, 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 they want to prevent people to parking nearby sensible places where you know other people might go on and do the business or where it's very critical to be i think it's gonna be like new year's eve multiplied by 50. i mean i couldn't i, I mean i cannot imagine how wild it's going to be. You've seen it, probably the images last week, last weekend, when the Napoli bus returned from Torino mm. at four o'clock in the morning and all the scooters following the Napoli bus up into the city. That must have very been dangerous. Like, very dangerous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, without, without helmets, I don't think they're going to get cautioned. Probably not. But anyway, four o'clock in the morning, 300 scooters. And that was just just a win in Torino, although historical, of course. I mean, it's, it's going to be it's, it's going to be wild. And, 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 and the beautiful thing is that Napoli still have five 
weekends to celebrate and a few home games including a game against Inter in the last few uh, few weeks to celebrate so it's perfect because they can really enjoy such a long wait after uh, 33 years but yeah I'm expecting you know in, in Napoli in the Quartieri Spagnoli in the, in the Spanish neighbors as what they called there is the famous uh, paint murales of Maradona well, I would imagine another one, maybe with Osimen or maybe with Spalletti, is going to be done. It must be done soon because, yes, the, uh, the achievement is so, is so amazing, is so important, is so unexpected as well compared to what everyone thought at the beginning of the season. Everyone thought Napoli, yeah, maybe third fourth spot, uh, but uh, nowhere near the top spot. So it's been, uh, it's been great. I don't know if there's ever a bad time to be a Italian football journalist, but this feels like some glory days are returning. There's just so many interesting stories in Italian football on and off the pitch. I do want to just touch on Juventus and the news over the last couple of weeks. So their 15-point deduction, those points have been reinstated. They're third in the league now on 59 points. It looks as though they'll have Champions League football. Can you can you briefly remind us uh, in, in as uh, short a spell as possible this in, entire saga that saw them first cleared, then a different case meant they were deducted points and they've got the points back. Uh, what exactly have they done and why have they been cleared now? Well, they haven't done anything right yet because they have only been partially cleared because the the second court, the court of arbitration of the Italian uh, Federation uh, asked the first court to revisit their first conviction and provide additional motivations. They do feel, so we're, lo- we're, to- we're looking at the second degree of judgment. The judges in this case, they feel that the first conviction, the minus 15 points, lacked some motivation and somehow it might have been disproportionate. So now the case has gone back to the first court with new judges who need to re-examine some of the evidences and provide new motivation. As as a default position, Juventus have been given back the 15 points. Obviously, Juventus wants the the points to remain, but the feeling in Italy is that the points are going to be taken away again. Right. Perhaps not but- only due to this trial, but because there are other trials that have started both in the criminal courts, but also in the justice, sporting justice court that are linked to uh, the payment of wages and financial misgivings and also dealings with other clubs in Serie A in the last uh, two seasons, still linked to the artificial gains, that they're going to uh, probably add more to the uh, to the sentence or to the conviction of Juventus. Look, there is an indication that Juventus are not going to escape this thing uh, unscattered. Agnelli, the former president, uh, Fabio Paratici, the former sporting director, now a Spurs, well, former Spurs because he was, uh, he's no longer there. They got convicted also in the second degree of judgment. So they are guilty. If they are guilty, if uh, Agnelli, Cherubini, Paratici are guilty, how can Juventus Mm. not be found guilty? My feeling is that the the, the sporting justice are going to deduct Juventus just enough points for them not to go into Champions League next season. So, so you think say, it will be before the end of this season? I think I think it will be. I think it will be. They will try to get to a final judgment by the 4th of June. That's when the Italy season finishes. And that would be 
let's say if Juventus are plus nine on the fourth on the fourth spot, they're gonna be deducted ten points. Right. Okay. So it's gonna be a a sanction severe enough to prevent them to to go to to the Champions League season. Of course, there is a big question mark. Juventus are still in the Europa League. If they win in the Europa League, they have to go to the Champions League by right of winning the sporting title. How is UEFA going to legislate against that? We know that UEFA is thinking about punishing Juventus, but it's going to be extremely tricky to punish a team uh, for a title that they actually won on the pitch this season. So it is a very, very difficult case, which could have ramification on to next season as well. Uh, it's still Tottenham 1, Manchester United 2, Newcastle have beaten Everton 4-1, Bournemouth have beaten Southampton by a goal to nil. Uh, you mentioned European uh, season and what a European season it's been for the Italian club. So Roma in the Europa League semi-final as well, Juventus there and that all Milan Champions League semi-final coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, AC Milan against Inter Milan, nobody was really, I think, predicting this at the start of the season and whoever wins are going to be massive underdogs in the final against yes. either Manchester City or Real Madrid uh, what's the vibe around Milan ahead of this one historic occasion uh, is, 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 is the most talked things in Italy everywhere in from bars uh, to offices it is a great chance for uh, Milan as a city and for the two clubs to be seen in the highest stage uh, in the European and, and world football. Look, Italians are also uh, realistic. They do understand that both sides, Inter and Milan, have been a little bit lucky with the draw. I mean, the draw in competition football, in tournament football, is absolutely everything. It counts a lot. And yet, Inter and Milan have been good at beating their opposition, especially, you know, Benfica have been doing so well, and Napoli, who were favourites, but they haven't faced any of the real, real favourites to win uh, this Champions League. It's going to be a very tense and very tight game, I would expect, also because the two teams at the moment, if you look at the standing in Serie A, they are respectively uh, fourth Milan on goal difference with Roma and Inter are sixth. So they might face each other in the Champions League semi-final, but both of them might not be playing in Champions League next season. And this is because their domestic form in Serie A has been extremely poor. Mm. Inter have lost 11 games in Serie A. Milan, as far as at Champions of Italy, their defense of the title has been really poor as well. Uh, they conceded far too many goals. Uh, they switched formation a few times. They had their own issues with injuries. Inter didn't seem to motivate themselves in the games against small opposition domestically and had problems really this season uh, constructing a good brand of football. But now, Apparently, they seem to have kicked on again. And uh, yes, they get into this week in good form. Yeah. Uh, great stuff, Daniela. Enjoy the weekend. Thank you very much. Speak soon. All right. Still Spurs 1, Manchester United 2. But Spurs have equalised. They've come from 2-0 down. Young Min Son has scored. We'll talk to you that in just a moment. Football on off the ball. With Sky. Catch Crystal Palace versus West Ham this Saturday. Live only on BT Sport. This is News Talk.